0: Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. Hey, teamers, let's welcome our next guest from Youth Capital We are going to be talking about uh, the campaign that they are currently running uh, looking at what the youth are going through via education via employment and I think it's a very important discussion for us to have as we celebrate uh, this day. Others are saying happy birthday to South Africa. I'm saying well done for 27 years of freedom Letiwe uh, is our guest she is the uh, the network mobilizer at Youth Capital Letiwe, Good evening.
1: Good evening, Patricia, and to your listeners. Good evening as well.
0: Today being Freedom Day, can you tell us what the role of the role of young people in addressing solutions for the many challenges that we face, especially the solutions in the education uh, field and also in unemployment?
1: Um. So the role of young people, um, at Youth Capital, would believe is for them to share their views on what solutions are necessary um and as a youth-led campaign we came up with an action plan that speaks to the 10 issues that are pressing to young people related to their journey of finding employment um and also issues that resonate with what we heard from young people um in terms of what their experience is and what they believe the solution the solutions should be so Yeah, the role of young people is for them to use their voice, um, to use the action plan that is for everyone as a guiding light um, as they run campaigns to really highlight the issues um, that they face and what solutions are needed for those issues. And in relation to education, just to say that as Youth Capital, we commissioned a research review um, on the Second Chance Programme because of what we learned from young people in terms of their experience of education journey, getting to matric and not passing the matric and needing to find um, another way of them obtaining their matric certificate through the Second Chance program by the Department of Basic Education. So just to reiterate, the role of young people is for their voices to be used as tools to help us realize what solutions are needed to address the issues related to youth unemployment.
0: But are young people listened to? Are the young people of South Africa right now's voices loud enough, clear enough, precise enough, effective enough to effect change, especially in the education space? Because um, look at what's happened in the higher education institutions this year. Young people are still struggling to enter into higher education institutions, those that have passed
1: grade 12. Um, absolutely. I hear... I, I feel- Exactly what you're saying, thinking about the fees Must for conversations that we have been having of late in light of funding challenges that learners in higher institutions are facing. And I think that young people's voices are loud. Um, i think there's no doubt in their voice but being louder it's just a matter of decision makers engaging them on the platforms where young people are speaking so on social media platforms for instance as your capital we have a network of young people that we hear on our social media platforms on Facebook on Twitter who share their ideas about what solutions are necessary it's just it's up to makers to meaningfully engage. And that's what we call upon through the campaign work that we do for meaningful engagement with young people from decision makers so that what they have to say is really taken into account. Um, and also just to add that we firmly believe in young people occupying spaces of leadership. We recently ran a campaign where we were informing young people about how to apply to be members of the National Youth Development Agency Board, um, because that's an entity that is meant to represent the views of young people um, and really be a platform through which young people can propose solutions um, for young people in the country. And so through that campaign of encouraging young people to apply, we were saying that not only are young people speaking on social media platforms, but if young people are put in positions of influence, then their voices will be amplified. Um, But, yeah, they are speaking. Whether or not they're being listened to depends on decision-makers meaningfully engaging with them.
0: Okay, let's uh, now talk about uh, your campaign because you've mentioned it. Uh, Youth-led national campaign uh, with an action plan to reduce youth unemployment and also uh, the Second Chance Matric Programme.
1: So um, at Youth Capital, as I said, that the action plan has 10 present issues, and one of them is around certification. Um, we know that a young person needs to have a matric for an entry level job, right? That's what they use to signal to employers that they are competent for that entry level job. But the reality in South Africa is that not a lot of young people get to matric the first time around and get their matric certificate and so we commissioned the research review really to really understand the second chance program which is the route provided by the department of basic education for young people to obtain their matric certificate if they have not succeeded the first time around or did not get the grades they wanted and want and they want to upgrade their marks um, and through this research we found a lot of interesting information, some of it not entirely new, um, but really insightful information about, for instance, the fact that about a quarter of a million, young people um, at a year, approximately that number of them do not actually obtain their matric certificate through the full-time schooling route. So in other words, they don't get matric certificate by getting to grade 12 and, and getting their matric the first time around, but most of them actually obtain their matric through the Second Chance Program. So the review really helped us to understand what the program is, but also to emphasize that young people need to be supported to obtain their matric certificate because that's what they need to signal to employees that they're competent for entry-level jobs.
0: Well, uh, competent for entry-level jobs, talking about that. Are they still jobs for entry-level um, people? I mean, I'm sure your research has gone into that. I, I, I know. I, I, and now I'm also speaking from my experience. I know from the age of 16, I mm-hmm. uh, I had the opportunity to start working as a cashier at one of the the, the the grocery stores in my neighborhood. And that's where I started working. But right now, I see people who are two times my age still holding on to their jobs as cashiers because there's not a lot of jobs for entry level.
1: I completely hear where you are coming from and, and your what you are sharing is what I've witnessed myself um, and at least capital when we speak about jobs. So the action plan um, has three focus areas education, Transitions, which is that period when a young person transitions from a place of learning and is about to earn their first income, rate, As about to enter the labour market, and then also look at jobs. And under jobs, we say that public opportunities can help young people. They can be the stepping stones. They need to earn work experience because not only do they need to have a retreat certificate signal their competency but they also are required to have work experience and so yes they may not be in many jobs but we say to young people that there are public work opportunities for instance um, last year we heard from you know the department of education a call for young people to apply to become teacher assistants and that is an example of a public work opportunity that will provide young people with skills um you know, and purports to also give young people the work experience they need, so that, yes, while they may be looking for work and, and be confronted with how difficult it is to look for work, but they're gaining the work experience they need um, to to get a job when the job does present itself. But also to think of how they can maybe make an income on the side. Earlier, I know you spoke to a gentleman who encouraged um, us to think that, you know, it's not early, um, you know, we should only think about those that work in nine to five, um, but also look at those that hustle. And so with work, public work opportunities, they give young people the experience, but they also enable them to hustle, to look for ways in the informal theater to make a living. Now,
0: you know, um, your research has also shown that uh, there's a trend in employment rates across uh, different levels of highest achieved uh, qualifications between males and females. Um, Can you tell us more about this uh, research?
1: Absolutely. So we found that more females do well during their education journey in comparison to their male counterparts in the same cohort. And when we looked at second chances specifically, by second chances I'm referring to young people who are pursuing their matric um, certificate through the second chance program, we found that among those um, enrolled as part-time national senior certificate candidates, 60% of them are women. So there you see the gender disparity in terms of how many second chances there are that are trying to pursue their national senior certificate. And It is found that most of them, uh, most of those females do well. But the unfortunate reality is that as much as they may do well, they get the qualification, they don't um, get the jobs at the end of them getting the qualifications. There's a few number of them that actually get um, employed. We found that, you know, despite women between the ages of 31 to 35, um, being more qualified than their male counterparts, there's a lower ratio of them being employed um, and that is you know, the many reasons for that but we found that one of the key reasons why that is the case where you have um, females who succeeded in the education but are unemployed compared to their male counterparts is because of the childcare and family responsibility. So yes they do well at school, females do well at school, they get their qualification but um, they're not able to progress in terms of their on their employment journey because of possibly the childcare and family responsibilities, but also their gender norms in society that prohibit women from progressing. There's, there's, based on these gender norms, it is said that. Even the women can do particular jobs. And so there's that limitation that, that they are confronted with, in addition to the childcare and family responsibilities.
0: Let's see I, I think it goes over and beyond that. When women are working yeah. uh, in the same industry as men, they mm-hmm. usually tend to get paid less than the men. So right. that, that, that the, the inequalities are always there. So, what will be done about this? Because solutions are required for such.
1: I think we need to. Especially listen, I think, you know, one of the key um, values at Youth Capital is listening to young people because in doing so, in hearing what their experience is, do we then find the solutions? And so if we can listen to um, young women and understand what kind of support they need um, to understand that just because I'm a young mother does not mean that I should earn less than my male counterpart. If I'm provided with this support, I'm able to even thrive and do really well at my job. Um, and, and, And also we believe that... You know, if we can change the the stereotypes around what kind of jobs women can do, and that they can indeed occupy positions of leadership and not be capped um, in terms of how far they can go in their careers, if that kind of work can be done, if support can be provided to young women who are also mothers or have child care, child, I mean, sorry, family responsibilities, if that, that support can be provided, but also if we can address the Stereotypes, the gender stereotypes that say that impose that you know women can only go so far, and therefore it's justified for them to be treated in a particular way in the workplace. Once we do all of that, if we provide support and address the stereotypes, we can create a conducive environment for women to to progress in the labour market.
0: Thank you very much for joining us, Letiwe. Um Give us your website at Youth Capital.
1: Sure. So um, you can read more about the. Second Chance Program Review um, on youthcapital.co.za. Um, if you also want to contact us, you can reach us on our WhatsApp number, and that is 083 973 That is 083 973 And I just want to encourage your listeners that the action plan is for everyone. So if you are at home trying to think, what can I do? to reduce the issue of youth unemployment I urge you to also um, download our action plan on the website and read about the calls to action that really provide us with the guidance on what we can do to reduce youth unemployment. Thank you so much, Patricia, for this opportunity.
0: Thank you, Letiwe. And 18 uh, it's about t- time for us to creep into the closet. You know what that means. No one under the age of 18 should be tuned in as Coach Matawe comes in. But we'll give you a bit of music to unwind. After all, it is a public holiday.